Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God, and this is your friend Pastor Hans Metal here with another presentation of Bible Platform. The God we serve is good, and I will not stop saying it. For if it had not been the Lord on our side, let God's people say, if it had not been the Lord on our side, we wouldn't be alive to see this day. But thank God that even whether we live or die, we live or die for Jesus. I'm here to encourage you, and I'm here to challenge you. I'm here to say to you that in a time like this, you can draw strength for the battle, not from any human source, but from the Lord himself. We have to keep hope alive and be mindful of the fact that we began this year, 2022, with a certain mindset that we are moving forward. We caught so close to the end of the year, but we have not ended yet. Where we are right now, we need to remind ourselves how far have we come and what is the way forward. And I'm here once again sharing the word of God with you, asking you to build on what I shared last week. And for starters, I shared about the arrest of Jesus Christ and how the scripture records that Peter was following, but he was following at a distance. I made a point that we may be children of the Lord. We may not have denied the Lord. We may still be in the faith. But like Peter, we may be following at a distance. Why? Because of the challenges. Some of us because of fear. Some of us because we've been hurt so badly. Some of us, we're no more going to church. I mean, we don't join the fellowship of the saints because of something somebody said or somebody did. Don't let that gap continue to exist. Everything that we go through, good and bad, serves a purpose. That's why the scripture says in Romans 8.28 that all things work together for our good. Beloved, today I just want to share a word about what God has already done or prepared for us. And on the platform of what I shared previously last week, that we must close the gap, I want us to realize that we have not been left on our home in the battle of life. Yeah, it's a battle. It's a battle. Bible asks us to stand, and after having all things, stand. Yeah, because if you don't make a commitment to stand and to face the challenges of life head on, you might crash. May God forbid. You might crash at a time that you should not crash out. I pray for you and I pray for myself that God continue to sustain us and keep us and protect us and, and, and help us to stand. And after having done all things, that we may stand. Amen to that. So, get this straight as an inspirational message as we close the gap between us and the Lord, between us and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there for us, but it is for us to assess, embrace, acknowledge, inviting, give Him space to work in our lives. As long as we are yielded to Him, lives become easier because He gives us the strength and He lives the life that we are unable to live through us. The Bible says that it is the strength of the Lord that has brought us this far. 
Reading the book of Exodus chapter number 13, the verse number 14, Exodus 13, 14, it reads, So shall it be, when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? When your children ask you, What is this? That you shall say to him, By strength of the hand of the Lord, brought us out of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Let me take it again. So shall it be when your son asks you in time to come saying, What is this that you shall say to him? By the strength of the hand of the Lord has brought us out of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. What has brought us this far? It is the strength of the hand of the Lord. It is not by our might. It is not by our power. The Lord is my strength and my son. And he has become my salvation. Exodus 15 two, the first part. The Lord is my strength. If you make money your strength, the day you don't have money, you are in trouble. If you make your spouse your strength, the day he or she is not there, you are in trouble. Nothing satisfies like the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying these things are irrelevant. How can we live life without money? How can we live life without human relationships? But I'm saying that all of these things are temporary. The only eternal connection, because we are spirit beings created to live forever, our real strength, even the strength that we need to make world, its source is still God. Let's close the gap. Let's increase our prayer in a time like this. Our times of fellowship. Let's go to the prayer meetings. Yes, it's difficult getting there because of the fuel crisis and all the crises. But we have a Christ who cancels crisis. And so, as best as we can. It's easy to make excuses, you know. It's very easy to make excuses. We should have the mindset of wanting to do it. And God will make the way out. God will give us what it takes to be able to do what we ought to do. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 25 says, Thy shoes shall be iron and brass. And as thy days, so shall thy strength be. I pray for anyone who is weak, especially those in my age group and are growing and as you grow the body after having suffered battering by the elements naturally becomes weaker than it used to be in our youthful days but we are standing on the promise of God that he gave to his people in Israel and by application saying that as our days so shall be our strength so shall be our strength in what perspective so to be our strength by standing on the word of God, aligning ourselves with the word of God, believing the word of God, claiming the word of God, so shall be our strength. Our strength coming from the Lord, not from ourselves. But if that should happen, I dare to stress again, we must close the gap. Because the one who asks for food is the one who will be fed. You can't sit and assume that, oh, God knows all my needs. So why should I ask him? The God we serve is a God of principles. And principles of the book is that ask and you shall be given. So if you don't ask, you are doing yourself a disservice. The principles of the book is that those who seek him shall find him. Those who close the gap. Those who follow him. Those who draw their strength from him. They are those who will find him. So don't sit back any longer. Don't let anything distract you. If you're not praying, I still appeal to you to pray. If you have given up on the brethren because somebody says something that upset you, so I'm no more going to church. You can have all the excuses in the world not to go to church. But it will hurt you because the Bible says that we should not forsake the garden of ourselves together. It will hurt you. 
It is dangerous to stand alone. It is dangerous to distance yourself. It is God's order that God's people read through the Bible. God's people have a place of congregating so that we operate in corporate anointing. So your area of distancing yourself from the Lord may just be that you have taken offense and so you have thrown your hands into the air and it's like, I'm not going to do anything, have anything to do with God again. After all, I can stay in my home. And God knows you can stay in your home and pray alone and he will hear. And yet he put it in the Bible, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. He knows it. And having <laughs> known that, he went beyond that knowledge and declared that we should not forsake the garden because there is something in corporate anointing. So you cannot isolate yourself like Peter did and fell into the trap of denying his master. He was called to follow. He was not called to follow at a distance. He was called to follow as close as possible. And that's where we have been called to stand. And if we move away and begin to warm ourselves with the attractions and distractions of this life, a servant girl who identify us, like a servant girl identified Peter and told him, you don't belong here. Why? Yeah, you belong to Jesus. And obviously because he had taken a stand of compromising, sitting with those he shouldn't sit with, he denied the master. He said, no, no, you're making a mistake. You don't know who you are talking to. I don't know him. I don't know him. Something interesting happened in that scripture. And I want to read that portion from the book of Luke, chapter 22, 54, again, reading down. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. But when they had kindled the fire, he followed at a distance. He followed at a distance. But when they had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and I sat down together, Peter sat down with them. Where are you sitting, my dear? I'm speaking a spiritual language. Where are you sitting? And with whom are you sitting? Is that the place you should sit? Are those the people you should associate with? It matters. Yes, it matters. Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. It matters. If you are there to witness and bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, praise God. May the Lord anoint your lips and give you all the wisdom it takes to fish them out and bring them to salvation knowledge. But if you are there just to be a part of the I don't care company that warming itself to the music of this life, you are in the wrong place. And you need to get up. Get up and get out like the prodigal son. Come back to your father. He loves you. He's waiting for you. He will embrace you. But for now, this is what happened. Because Peter chose to distance himself. And the Bible says in verse 57, when he was told that he belonged to Jesus, he denied it by saying, Woman, I don't know him. Hmm. 58. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Then Peter screamed, Man, I am not. Peter replied, Man, I am not. By your actions, you may be screaming that you are not a disciple of Christ. Can people look at you and, and, and just be confident that something has happened to you? A change has come over you. This is not something that you try to invent, but they can see the supernatural has done something about you. I was like Paul, the worst of sinners, the worst of sinners. But he came into my heart. I gave it to him. And now he rules in my life. The evidence is 
declare Satan himself can testify that he's no more in charge of my life. I've broken free out of the snare of the fire because of the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. I am free and I don't want to be part of his gang of thieves and evil any longer. The Bible says, Jesus said, you are like your father, the devil. He was a liar and a thief from the beginning. When he tells lies, he's speaking his language. I don't want to speak the devil's language anymore. I am born again. I have tasted of the goodness of the Lord. The love of God that gave everything so that I might have everything. I'm not talking about material stuff. I'm not talking about material stuff. Today, when you speak to Christians, all their mindset, most Christians, not all Christians, it's about what they can get. So the church has become like a shrine. You go there to solve the problems. It's, it's not right. And it's not true. You read Ephesians 4. The church is a place where God prepares people. He has appointed pastors, apostles, he has teachers, prophets. They are to prepare God's people for God. In the midst of that, God takes care of our needs. Seek first the kingdom. All these things shall be added. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. So, reassess your relationship with God. On the basis of the joy you had when you were born again, I would not be surprised if there are people who have never experienced that joy. Because in actual fact, somebody told you that, oh, you have this problem, let's go see my pastor. He will pray for you, all your problems will be solved. Let's go and see this prophet. So you don't have experiential knowledge of salvation. You have never repented of your sin. In fact, nobody even told you that there's the need for you to repent. It's to separate yourself. If there's something or someone, you and I need to separate ourselves from, I have done it already. We need to separate ourselves from the devil. And we do that by acknowledging that in sin did my mother conceive me. Like David said in Psalm 51, in sin did my mother conceive me. I did not become a sinner because after I've been born again, I started doing bad stuff. No, in my mother's womb, I carried the Adamic seed and Jesus died and in his death, he took upon himself my sin, and now I am free. And now I am a child of God. Now I do not reckon myself as a seed of Adam. I am a seed of the Spirit. I cannot die anymore. There is no more death for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set them free. What an exciting news. This is the good news of the Bible, Holy Bible. And this is the basis of our faith, not fleeting material stuff. All those things will pass away. Only the truth of God will stand firm forever. 
So I'm here to tell somebody at the sound of my voice that we are in good company and we need to close that gap. We need to close that gap. None of us is perfect yet. Maybe for some reason, like I said, you're no more going to church, no more relating to God's people. Now you are sitting with unbelievers around the fire like Peter. You know what's going to happen next? You will deny Jesus. You will turn your back on Jesus. The other day I heard a Christian talking about now he's married to somebody who is not a Christian. So he's adapting the person's faith. I said, well, you see, these are some of the things that can happen when you are people sitting in the pew and they do not know the Savior. They don't understand what it's all about. May God have mercy on us. So dear one, come back to where you rightly belong. Stay close to the Messiah. Come what may, know that Jesus loves you and there is no way anyone can snatch you out of his hands if you close the gap and stay close to him. And the basis for which you are doing it is so that at the end of the day, you will not be ashamed when you see him face to face. When he turns his face and look at you, you will not be ashamed. He said, man, I do not know him. About an hour later, look at the time span. About an hour later, another asserted. Certainly this fellow was with him. For he's a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you are talking about. Really, Peter? Peter said, I don't know what you're talking about. It's no more, I don't know him. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Peter, who have followed this man three years, seen miracles, there was a time that people were even rushing on Jesus and he would shout at them. <laughs> Blind Bartimaeus was saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Peter and the rest were saying, Shut up. Don't disturb the master. Today, Peter says he does not know Jesus. He said, I don't know him. And he said, I don't even know what you are talking about. Probably when he was sitting there, he heard them talk about the miracles that Jesus did and the disciples and the feeding of the 5,000. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. I'm only using my sanctified mind. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. That means that they talk about a few things that in fact he knew what they were talking about because he was there all the time. He said, I don't know. You know where I don't know came from? It came from the fact that he distanced himself from the master. I can't say it loud enough. Come close. Come close. Pray. Worship. Give yourself your life. Give your resources. Give love. Give mercy. Give compassion. Manifest the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We'll be talking about that in another presentation. How can you do all that without relying on the strength of the God who is calling you and saying, what you need is my strength. What you need is my enablement. You can't afford to run this race on your own tangent. Because when you have that strength, that strength that comes from God, it takes away your fears. Like the psalmist says in Psalm 27 verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Once the Lord is established as my Lord, the fear is taken care of. Whom shall I fear? Beloved, whom shall I fear? So in First Chronicles chapter 16, I love that scripture. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 1, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek the Lord. Pursue the Lord. Close the gap. Draw near to God. Embrace the Holy Spirit. And that is where the secret of your strength is. Seek the Lord and his strength. 
you will not be driven to hopelessness if you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. He will take care of your emotions. He will strengthen your soulish realm. He will release peace in the midst of the storm. Only he knows how to do that. I don't know how to do it. Do you realize that when you are devastated, sometimes the so-called advice that your colleagues or, I mean, well-meaning people may be giving you, you don't even hear it. It goes into one here, it passes through the other one. It doesn't establish itself in you to give you that peace that you desperately need. It takes the breath of God, the soothing breath of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. You come to that place of peace where you know that you know that you know that I am, I am not out of the woods yet, but something inside of me is saying that God is in control, dear. God is in control. Stop fretting. And then all of a sudden, something breaks and you yield and you know that you know that you know that a change is going to come. Even when you know that the thing I have lost has no way of coming back to me, you still can stand your ground and say that I know that my Redeemer lives. He will stand upon the earth on the last day. If nothing that I have lost will come back to me, at least I know this one thing. My Redeemer lives. He will come back to me. On the last day, He will come back to me. Your last day may not be my last day. Maybe may not be your brother's last day. So don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't be a Peter distancing yourself from the Messiah. Stand your ground. Establish yourself in the faith. Kick the fear and keep the faith. God who has promised is faithful. Psalm 18 verse 32 says, It is God who harms me with strength and makes my way perfect. It is God. It is not man. It is God who harms me with strength and makes my way perfect. So you have experienced a lot of distortions in your life. You have done the best that you can do. There was no way you were expecting that some of the things that have happened negative as they are were going to happen. But they have happened. So what do you do? Don't bend yourself. Brace yourself. Stand in the strength of the Lord. Face life. Face the challenges. Say to yourself that I will keep moving and I am trusting relying on the strength of the Lord that whatever is confronting me today will not overwhelm me. It is already looking at this overwhelming you. Remember this one thing. Close the gap. The more they come, the challenges come, the more you pray, the more you ask God for wisdom, the more you strategize, the more you adapt, and the more you keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Don't relax one moment. Don't isolate yourself. Don't go into a place where you know you are emotionally suffering, being alone, except maybe probably to be with the Lord and pray and this thing. Don't isolate yourself and harm yourself. There are people you can trust that you can share with. Some will say, I don't simply have anybody because everybody sees that I don't have anything for them to benefit with and so they have isolated. Jesus stood in that place for you. Even Peter, who swore that he was going to die with him, he boycotted him. He left him. But Jesus stayed the course. It had to take going to the cross for him to wear the eternal crown. We will get there. Be thou encouraged. We will get there. Draw your strength from the Lord. Draw your strength from the Holy Spirit. Bible says that we, the chosen of the Lord, will never be put to shame. May the Lord bless you, my dear. 
and I'm trusting and believing that soon and very soon, the lines will fall for you in pleasant places. I believe it with all my heart. I don't know what you're going through, but I believe it because it is God's will that we will live the abundant life on this side of heaven. God bless you. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal, saying, close the gap. I love you much. Till I come your way again with another edition of Bible Platform. Stay under the open heavens. Stay strong and God bless you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you.